0: I hope everyone enjoyed their three-day weekend and also took some time for remembrance for what Memorial Day is. But I have three words to begin this show after what the Milwaukee Brewers did yesterday. That would be fly the L
1: or lose Cubs lose or they're singing no Cubs, no No, Cubs, no. no Cubs Chicago, what do you say? The L is flying high today. Rowdy, the L is flying high
0: today, not once but twice. We saw the Milwaukee Brewers get it done, and oh my God, did it feel oh so good. Not without some dramatics, but seven to six and then three to one. Good morning, Rowdy. How we doing?
1: Yeah, good morning. That was a good day for the Milwaukee Brewers yesterday, Woo-hoo! especially Woo-hoo! going into Chicago You've been playing a ton of games and a ton of days on the road. You go in there for a doubleheader and you have Ethan Small making his debut, Aaron Ashby following up, two of Come the youngest Ashby. Yeah, two of the youngest guys to debut in your starting rotation this season. 12 strikeouts from Ashby. 12 and you found a way to win both games. Yeah. Now, like you said, there it, was some dramatics. It wasn't like they blew out the Cubs in two <laughs> games, but you'll take both wins especially when rule of thumb in a doubleheader just splitting yeah. is ideal. Yeah. Brewers go 2 and 0.
0: 2 and 0, game number 3 today at 7:05, then game number 4 is a four-game set tomorrow, but focusing on what happened uh, yesterday for how the how the Memorial Day doubleheader feel. I got I got the best of both worlds. I was listening to the first game on the radio uh, as I was, uh, I was taking the top off the Jeep and yada doing some stuff outside. So I had that on in the garage. It was beautiful to hear on the radio, and then I got the second part of it. I got it on the uh, the broadcast, the stream, Rowdy. How did it feel to have the Memorial Day doubleheader for the Brewers? Obviously, both wins. But how how's the Memorial Day doubleheader? A lot of Brewers baseball.
1: Yeah, I think if you did it kind of how I did it, you watched Game One had your little um, cookout or whatever, came in and had a nice little nap, and then game two started up. The
0: Memorial Day mid-afternoon nap, yes. Yeah, that first game, man, uh, when I saw, you know, because Brandon Woodruff is down, what was it, the 15-day IL with a high ankle sprain, or was was it 10 or 15? 15. 15, yeah. A high ankle sprain for, or an ankle sprain for Brandon Woodruff. That's a bummer. And then you got, what, Freddie Peralta's on the shelf for a little bit. Uh,
1: who else got injured here? Um, Hunter Renfro, Renfro, but it sounds like Hunter Renfro will be back by the weekend series. Willie Adamas. Also sounds like he's nearing, as he had a couple big games for the Mudcats in uh, A-ball who else over am I the past here? week.
0: Who else am I missing here if injury? I feel like there's more. Uh, but what we saw, Rowdy, um, you know, we'll get to Aaron Ashby in a second here. Uh, but first, Ethan Small, two and two-third innings of work, four hits, two earned runs, struck out four in his... Uh, Oh, that was his first start of his major league career. Well, what's the what's the vibe on Ethan Small? Are we wait. Is this a guy we'll see down the road for the Milwaukee Brewers? They got a lot of arms in the AAA and the farm system. This is a guy we'll see a little later in his career.
1: Yeah, Ethan Small, like he's he's one of the top prospects for the Milwaukee Brewers. He's in the top ten for their prospect list. Also, their top, arguably their top. Uh, pitching prospect outside of Aaron Ashby, who's now since surfaced last season and now in the rotation due to the injuries. But Ethan small will be back. He's a guy that uh, at the beginning of the year, I would say if you ask David Stearns and the Milwaukee Brewers, what their plan with Ethan small would be, it would be have one more season in the minor leagues and then see what he can do next year. Obviously when you have two huge arms go down and even a team that has the depth that the Milwaukee Brewers (laughs) have, yeah, you're forced to almost use him because one, you don't really have a better option sitting there in triple a Ethan small is the class of triple a for the Milwaukee Brewers. And two, he's been pitching so well. He's got an ERA South of two that, I mean, he, he was the one deserving for the call up. Now, how would I grade his first start? I thought he looked pretty decent in the first inning. Now, second inning, he wiggled out of trouble. If I remember correctly, correctly yeah. and then third inning see the thing was after that first inning or so he was just missing on a lot of strikes which were putting him behind in counts and then and it what finally, do we say here
0: rowdy what do we say here just throw strikes just throw right?
1: strikes and and the thing was in the 3rd inning he finally started getting behind guys and wasn't able to kind of wiggle out of trouble and started walking guys. Once he started walking guys, that was really his big thing. It wasn't the fact that he gave up a ton of hits and got just, you yeah, know, smoked hits. smoked throughout the game yeah. or all of a sudden got bum rushed by them just hitting the ball after after hit after hit. It was more or less he walked guys Yeah, four, four, four walks, four hits. And in the one inning, he walked three for the bases loaded.
0: Yeah. And there was a lot of dramatics for the Milwaukee Brewers. I'll tell you that much. Speaking of pitchers, uh, my God, Aaron Ashby, then we'll get to Josh Hader in a second. Uh, speaking of pitchers though, Aaron Ashby, this dude, 12 strikeouts for Aaron Ashby. Believe in the Ashby rowdy, six innings, five hits, one earned run. Just the, uh, the home run he gave up 12, Strikeouts and exactly one hundred pitches. He's just at uh, two point seven is ERA as that's the second affair of the doubleheader yesterday. The Brewers went three to one. We'll get to how they did it. But what about Aaron Ashby Rowdy? This is another guy looking damn good for the Milwaukee Brewers uh getting the call. Oh, and by the way, Ethan Small already went sent back down to triple A.
1: Yeah, but I think that's more <laughs> that's more or less just for arms. Yeah, because they brought up um
0: I forget the guy's name. I have to go look. But yeah, but back to Ashby though, Rowdy. How about Aaron Ashby? In the they brought up game?
1: Luke Barker.
0: Yeah, there you go. He had a really good. He had huge eyebrows and really chiseled facial hair, if I remember correctly from the picture I saw. Uh, Aaron Ashby though, Rowdy. My God, twelve strikeouts for Aaron Ashby. Insane. This dude is freaking killing it. And then Boxberger came in with some dramatics, and then Hader shut the door uh, two times in one day. But what's uh, the the life and the career of Aaron Ashby? Are they going to be fruitful for the Brewers coming up
2: at home.
1: Yeah, obviously he was the one that last season surfaced, and I pro- I think it was right around June when when he surfaced last year, those rec
0: specs and
1: he didn't really get off to the best start in his first couple outings in the big leagues. But then seemed like after those first couple starts kind of turned it around was a useful weapon for the Milwaukee Brewers, both starting in spots and out of the pen. And now this year again comes out of the pen becomes the sixth man steps in as the fifth man. Once Peralta goes down and obviously the Milwaukee Brewers are going to have to be leaning on him moving forward until Freddie Peralta comes back, yeah. which Craig Council said it. David Stern said it. It's going to be a significant amount of time. So I'm thinking at least multiple months. But yeah, he's going to be a big piece. And coming up, Aaron Ashby was a guy in double triple A that he was being called the left-handed Corbin Burns. Yes. <laughs> now, yes. Corbin Burns was highly touted in the Milwaukee Brewers system basically since being drafted. And we saw him win minor league pitcher of the year for the Brewers. Jump to the big leagues in 18, look pretty good, and then in 19, take that huge, enormous step back, but then go to the pitching lab, and then all of a sudden in 2020 was right there, and then 2021, obviously, yes. wins a Cy Young. Yes. Now, granted, they to say he's the left-handed Corbin Burns is maybe a little bit of a stretch. Sounds good to me, though. But that's what they were comparing him to. He was a guy that had Corbin Burns-type stuff, but from the left side, and if Corbin Burns was going to be your one... Aaron Ashby, ceiling wise, would probably be your two when it comes Oof. to. He's not Oof. as he's Oof. not as good as Corbin Burns stuff wise, but he's. I don't want to call him a poor man's Corbin Burns because that would just be disrespectful to how good they believe cousin, Ashby could be. Cousin Burns, but Is he yes, like a cousin, he'd be like a first cousin, slightly worse Corbin Burns.
0: <laughs> we gotta think of a proper uh, vernacular for that, Aaron Ashby. A, hey, hmm, we'll think of it because yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to diss the dude either. He just. He just had twelve strikeouts. I mean, and that's not, a not a how they put it. That's not how they
1: put it either. But they like to call him the left-handed Corbin Burns. But we all know that the ceiling isn't isn't quite as high as Corbin Burns. Like the I mean, hey, hands down, like Cy Young winner, yeah, most did, dominant. I mean, do you pitcher. think Ashley's going to win a Cy Young? I wouldn't rule it out. But uh, the other thing is, <laughs> the <laughs> guy's extremely young. Yeah, like Corbin Burns. When Corbin Burns surfaced, was twenty three. I think Ashby surfaced last year at 22. So he's, and we saw Corbin Burns take a step back in 19. Yeah. And then oh, now Corbin he's Burns putting it back. Oh, Corbin Burns went
0: all the way back. to the double A. I mean, Rowdy's just talking about the pitching lab, right? Uh, I'm glad Aaron Ashby, though, did get rid of the, spec, the rec specs. Because when we first saw him, remember this first start last year for the Brewers? He got just pummeled. I was like, oh, God, those Rexbacks got to go. And then after he ditched the Rexbacks, he did a little better. Aaron
1: Ashby's 23 years old. Is he? Damn, dude. Crazy. Like Good Corbin Burns originally surfaced at 23 in 2018. Yeah. Now, obviously, Corbin Burns, I think, is closer to twenty twenty seven, 27, somewhere in there. But, yeah, obviously, Ashby's got, he's still an extremely young pitcher, and he's finally since those That's first Cor- couple outings last year.
0: 27 Corbin Burns.
1: So those first couple outings of last year, he's really turned it around.
0: Yeah. How about the freaking series? We got to get to the But that's why you
1: also can't give up on Ethan Small. He literally had one game, which I, I don't think he looked that bad outside of yeah. losing it the last couple innings where he wasn't. He, and he that was the thing. He wasn't like walking guys because he wasn't even close. He was just barely missing, Which which means maybe he was just a little off. And there was one thing he said. Ethan Small, that is about his debut that I actually noticed watching the game. The but the I didn't. Umps sucked. No, I didn't think <laughs> anything of this when I was watching the game. But I think it was the second or third inning where he was on the mound and he would be sitting there holding the ball before he pitched, and it just looked like he was like, <sighs> and I was like, man, he's really breathing heavy, he hyperventilating, and. All of a sudden, that I'm was nervous? when he started walking, guys, and more walks came, and he said after the game, he goes, I felt like I pitched pretty well, except for the third inning. I kind of ran into a wall where I was struggling throwing strikes, and I couldn't really slow my breath down and and, and feel like what, do you just, asthma or something. I don't know, but I noticed that on the mound. I didn't think anything of it just because you're like, like sucking air. Okay, maybe that's just what he does. I don't know. I don't go and watch <laughs> Ethan Small and A every single night. But, yeah, he said – he said something along the lines of, I couldn't catch my breath, and I didn't have my breath down. I was like, man, that makes a little bit of sense, because it looked like he was sucking wind pretty good there. Just hyperventilating? I'll have to go find the tweets. I think it was uh, maybe one that, of the Brewers beat writers tweeted. You know, out.
0: Rowdy, maybe that's something he does do when he's up on the mound. Like, uh, I forget the pitcher. Who's the pitcher that always puke when he was on the mound? Remember seeing that? a couple?
1: A- Adrian Hauser.
0: Yeah, Hauser would always vomit when he was on the mound. <laughs> would you rather rather hyperventilate or vomit when you're on the mound
1: like Adrian Hauser I guess if you vomit you're just done 14 hours ago from Adam McKelvey Ethan Small Quote, I feel like I was on cruise control for the first two innings, and then I got out there for the third and made a couple of bad pitches, and it just kind of snowballed. I ended up losing my breath a little bit, and I could never get it back. <laughs> I, no- I swear I noticed that where it looked like he was breathing like pretty heavily, and I'm like. Counsel should have ran out there with like a brown paper bag, like, all right, dude, <laughs> Breathe into this, really focus on your breath. But that was the thing. It was like he just barely missed his spots. Like if it was, he was trying to throw it <laughs> to the outside corner, he was missing by like an inch and obviously wasn't getting the call.
0: Yeah, interesting. He must have been excited for his first start. That's, I but guess yeah, I'll I, try to Just like that.
1: Aaron Ashby, a lot of people wanted to throw Aaron Ashby in the trash after his first performance where he went out there and gave up, I think it was like seven runs. Yeah. And you can't do that. I mean, he's a top prospect for a reason. He'll be back. And again, I think the original plan coming from the Brewers <laughs> was probably use him at the end of the year for September call-ups yeah. if need be. Yeah. But another year in the minors was probably the the uh, odds-on favorite for Ethan Small. Oh,
0: I love it. All right, there's a little synopsis on the two starting pitchers. We got to get to Josh Hader. And the offense for the crew. And just beating the Chicago Cubs, which is a great thing. Just easing on into the week. Did you have a good weekend? Did you have a good long weekend? It was nice to recharge the batteries a bit for an extra day.
1: Yeah, I didn't do a whole lot. I sat there, watched a lot of Brewer games since, I mean, (laughs) you think about going into the weekend, we talked a lot about the little doubleheader they had with the Chicago Cubs yesterday. But I think if you look at the weekend as a whole, remember when we last talked on Friday, Brewers had gotten a win against the Cardinals. On Thursday night, yeah. so they won the series in San Diego, we'll two games series. to one. They then were one and zero against the Cardinals. Ended up splitting that series in St. Louis, and then winning both games of the doubleheader. I mean, so that means over the weekend series for the Milwaukee Brewers so far, you go two and two against the Cardinals. Start out two and zero against the Chicago Cubs. That's a four and two weekend so far. This road trip's and, been nice. Yeah, the road trip. Four and two overall the last few games, and with the uh, San Diego Padres series, you go what, six and three so far? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's a, huge. In my opinion, that's crazy. The, the Brewers already did their job, even if they lose the next two games to the Cubs. That, Brewers. that would be pretty, probably for most people to go, uh, they finished six and five. Yeah. But if you look at the people that are out, the road trip that was with the position that they were in, even finishing six and five and losing these next two games to the Cubs that was a pretty good, uh, pretty good road trip for the Brewers. Losing
0: ain't an option, ain't happening for the Brewers. But yes, I mean crew—they're playing with house money now. Crew on the road has been crazy. I mean, look at—they're away. They're eighteen and twelve away from American Family Field. Fourteen and six, uh, obviously at home, but they're on the road trip right now. Brewers thirty-two and eighteen. Four games above the Cardinals for first place in the NL Central. Yeah, so wow. after
1: after April, first month of the season, the Brewers were fifteen and seven. Damn, it was their third best mark in the month of April. Now, the Milwaukee Brewers at thirty two and Good. eighteen. Load. It is officially the best fifty game start to the season in franchise history. Woo.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Look at this. Look at this Milwaukee Brewers team.
1: Wow. Have the opportunity to finish the month of May at, at with a record of uh, thirty three and eighteen. Damn.
0: Always good stuff. When I'm talking to this man right here, Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show. Grant, I was uh, putting your best on him yesterday, and it sounded phenomenal. Well done, sir. You crush it, even when you're not in studio.
3: Well, I was driving home from a folks' place yesterday, and it was about that time. And I'm not gonna lie; I, I did tune in just to make sure you know everything was running smoothly. And then I listened for a couple minutes. I thought this guy sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Maybe I'll I'll, I'll listen for a few, and it and it made sense. You know, some it was great, because some of the Brewers things that I threw in there aged really well yeah, over the weekend. Yeah. So that was that was a nice win.
0: Yeah, Grant, uh, there was you had a guest on in around five thirty, five forty. God mm. blessed that guy sounded handsome as hell and very intelligent i think he went by the name of ebo damn that guy sounded
3: good i i, I forgot it was i forgot it was you i thought you were about to compliment <laughs> one of my other guests and i was no. like well, this will be a no. First.
0: This, this will be a first i am the <laughs> mount i am on the peak of mount everest of guest grant you climbed all the way to the top I and found greatness and then you just crashed no and burned all the way down I,
3: by by the way, uh, not that I want to talk about this, but uh, I I did think of trying to get you on this weekend to share your fish tacos recipe. Oh, that dude! Oh put on my Instagram God! Yesterday. It was the oh. It was,
0: oh my Grant. That was probably my wife was like weak. Well, she's always weak at the knees when she looks at me, but she was weak at the knees with that fish marinade. I had big old fresh wild caught Atlantic cod. Then the marinade's really simple. I'll send it to you. It's old family recipe from the south, uh, southwest Wisconsin. Oh.
3: The <laughs> they, you know they love their comfort food in southwest wisconsin hey, they really do it differently down us, there. us norwegians
0: love that white fish all right hey great. yeah that's true how good i'm gonna get to the nba finals here momentarily uh, mr nba but real quick uh, i loathe the chicago cubs how did it feel not once but twice to have the l fly high at wrigley yesterday for the brewers dude
3: what could you have asked for two better games yesterday mm. what a what a joy And and you know that on a holiday or on a Sunday afternoon, sometimes the game stinks, but it's the only thing that's on. So you watch and and you get your hopes up for a Sunday afternoon game, right? Because nothing's going on. Then you go grocery shopping in the morning, you go to church, you come home and you kind of build your afternoon around it. And when the afternoon game sucks, it's it's a huge bummer. We got two games that were awesome yesterday. Something new that I'm watching for Ebo, we saw in the first game, is when the Brewers take a lead then lose the lead and take the lead back. Mm. Like that's, I love seeing that. That's and a I great sign. Take yeah. it. Typically the Brewers jump out to a lead and if they lose it, that's kind of it, you know? So that, and that was great to see in the afternoon game.
0: It was phenomenal, Grant. And you look at oh. now here. Okay. Question for you. You and I have had our spats mm. a little bit about pitchers when it comes to, you know, leave them in a game or whatever. Were you pissed at Craig council or were you like, well done, Gregory, when Josh Hader tr- walked out there, not once, but twice yesterday to get two saves
3: first of all you act like i cheer for pitchers no no no. i'm asking how you how
0: you were feeling when you saw him walk out there again well
3: well when he well when he went back out there i I guess that's a sign to me that craig probably they probably had a plan coming into the day and they probably talked about all the possibilities and josh Hader must have been feeling good and it probably didn't hurt that they were playing the cubs like Hader didn't have to work too hard in, in either one of the innings so um, I was worried. I was worried, honestly, when he came back out because I thought, man, this would be a huge bummer if he's tired from the first game and he loses his scoreless streak because he's trying to pitch twice in a day. And actually that didn't happen because Josh Hader is awesome and no one can hit him right now, but no one was cool. I, I, and last night on Twitter, I found the list of all time Brewers, uh, closers who have had, a uh, two saves in one day. Jim Henderson on that list, Rally Fingers. So, uh, one of those guys, a little bit more decorated than the, uh, than the other, but that was pretty cool.
1: <laughs> Henderson had a couple uh, good years.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the Jim 2013 when had two saves in one day. I won't stand for that. Yeah, so yeah. I won't stand for Jim Henderson's slander.
0: Do you have any concern about the Brewers' starting pitching rotation, Grant? Bills, as the, you know, you got Freddy Peralta out for a while. You got Brandon Woodruff with uh, an ankle injury, and now it's like you got you know Ethan Small came up, now he's back down. You got Aaron Ashby with 12 strikeouts. Any concern with this uh, this Brewers' pitching starting rotation here?
3: Uh, assuming Woodruff comes back after the 15 days and is hundred percent. No. Um, can I, can I pose to you a pose question away. or a topic? Pose, on the Brewers rotation? Please, okay. So I, you might've seen this cause I think big Joe or no, it was Dave and Monona tagged you in this. Oh, this by morning. the way, you did not but get I, bumped.
0: I, Pete from Monona called it. You didn't get bumped for Pete, Dave, 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 and Pete's the battle for Monona insane. You, we just got long, and I wanted you to have your time to, you know, breathe a little bit. That's why I moved you to a little later. You didn't get bumped.
3: And I would never have you on my show if we were crunched for time because Correct. that would just be a waste. I'll, I'll bring you back. I, I don't want to be rough. I mean, it's, well, it takes I a while to Dave, climb on Everest, yes. Yeah, it does. I think David and Minona tagged you in this. So this is a tweet that is was from an individual who does radio in the state. I don't know that all of you are the biggest fan of him. But he said that even without Woodruff and Peralta, a rotation of Burns, Lauer, Ashby, Hauser, and TBD oh. is still better than any other brew. We, we were talking about teenager, that a little bit earlier like today, yes. Is, is that is that right? true? Even without two of their best guys, is this still one of the best Brewers rotations I've ever seen?
1: I would say obviously last year was better, but we're talking about one where two of the guys are left off the list.
3: And I think I
1: would probably argue that 2011 would be slightly better, but this is the only reason Mm -hmm. why. Because if that exact rotation would have been mentioned last year or two years ago, there's no way Mm -hmm. anybody agrees with it.
3: Yes because yeah, Lauer, I, Lauer has better. been amazing
1: this is by far his best year in the big leagues and it's not even close Hauser has just been extremely solid the last two years Ashby is relatively unknown for the majority of Brewer fans going into last year and then you have Burns
3: can I, can I say something quickly about Eric Lauer you don't have
1: to ask just say whatever you want
3: when did he pitch last week? Was it Wednesday night or Thursday night against the against the Cardinals when he, when he had an outing? I don't remember what it was. I think it, I think it was Thursday night. Yeah, I, think it I watched. Th- it was Thursday. I was watching a bar. Yeah. What bar? He went five innings. I was. Uh, we're on, We're not on the lacrosse anymore. Okay, so I don't feel bad about. We're just out of it was Dell. It was right Delves, around the corner. I the,
0: beautiful so, Bloody Marys. Love it.
3: <laughs> it was. Um, uh, Liquor, Coke. At this point in the night, not Bloody Marys, but I will come back anytime for Bloody Marys. Liquor so and I'm, Coke.
0: I'm watching Eric Lauer. What was that? Liquor and Coke. That's you, yeah. Man, you must have not slept.
3: Liquor, Coke. Oh, um, cola. Liquor. Yeah, but not not. Sorry, that sorry, kind sorry. So, not nose,
0: sorry so, nose clamps, nose beers, not no. nose
3: coke, just Coca. Coke, okay. yeah, whatever. And all right, sorry, off track. Cola,
0: Coca Cola. Okay, family so show, so family we're show. We're
3: watching. Eric, Eric Lauer goes five innings and gave up two earned runs. And I'm pretty sure when he was pulled after five, half of Brewers fans or probably most Brewers fans thought, eh, not his best start. You know, eh, he didn't really have it tonight. He went five innings against the Cardinals and they gave up two earned runs. We would have killed for that for my entire life. And he's pulled out after five and we're like, eh, I guess it was, it was fine. It wasn't his best start, but it was fine. Like, that's just nuts that we're thinking that way about Eric Lauer. That's not even one of their biggest name pitchers.
1: See, he it wasn't his best start. He didn't have his best stuff. But when you look at the team that he's facing, the Cardinals, yeah. he made it five. It was close to a quality start. And the mm-hmm. Cardinals are by far the best hitting team against left-handed pitchers.
3: Well, they're so hot. Like, no one can get Paul Goldschmidt so out right hot. now. Go look at his numbers well, from the month of May. It's insane.
1: You know, I'm not a genius, but I could give the Brewers pitching a little bit of a tip here. It is a lot easier yeah. to get Paul Goldschmidt out when you get ahead of him instead of always being in a 3-1, 2-1 count. And then yeah. that next pitch is a hanger or right down the middle, and then it goes into the center field bleachers, and then all the little kids are looking for it out there. <laughs> I, well, all I out think of the it way. was
3: that same game. Yeah, that Thursday night game, Hader came in, and I think he faced Goldschmidt in the night that he blew him away on three straight pitches. Well, duh, so like, oh, does Hater. Okay, so there it is. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Aggressive. You're, you're right.
0: Hell yeah. I love that hair. On Josh Hader, but yeah, he's hey, all of a sudden you ever now. Grown into out your into hair, the, Evo? Yeah, yeah. You've had
3: a long hair phase. Sure.
0: Ru- okay. During good, COVID, good. Rowdy saw me with it. Rowdy, how'd you just? I called it my samurai. Rowdy couldn't even look at me every morning. I think he wanted to take me out back and
3: shave it, right, Rowdy?
1: Yeah, it was a pretty bad look.
3: <laughs> I had long hair during COVID too. I think we all, every I'll man, send you a picture. go through a phase. I think. He he kept claiming
1: as well. it as a samurai. But uh, do you watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yeah. <laughs> I would claim that it was more or less closer to like a homeless cricket. A rickety cricket. Like cricket.
3: Yeah, yeah rickety cricket. It was pretty bad. No.
0: my wife wanted me to do uh, it so I did. And then after like she looked at me one day she goes, "I can't look at you anymore. You need to get your hair cut." I'm like, "All right, I'll do that."
3: <laughs> How bad does it have to, to be? Beagle disgusting. One.
1: It has How to, bad be does gross. Hair have to be. It has to be gross for the person that wanted you to grow it. All of a sudden, look at you one day and say you're so gross. You need to. Cut it wasn't your hair. gross. It just
0: <laughs> wasn't a good look for me. It wasn't gross. It just wasn't. I was like having dreadlocks come in. You know,
1: it
3: was, it like, was an experience worth trying. Yeah, it's not like, I could, now not like I could go anywhere, do
0: anything. You know, like everyone is being at home. So, anyways, Grant, I have to ask you.
1: There's not many people that I would recommend Grant to play with scissors, but during COVID, I'd recommend you <laughs> to play around with scissors.
0: <laughs> Let's just say that's where I got a cut. I felt much better. All right, so Grant, four to six tonight, Wisco Sports Show, beautiful, award-winning, acclaimed show, highly acclaimed. Love it. Okay. (laughs) You're you're no stranger to you know self promotion. Uh, Neither am I. But what about this kind of self promotion? After the Boston Celtics beat the Miami Heat in Game Seven, a Mm -hmm. viral photo comes out, a screenshot of one Jason Tatum's uh, text messages.
3: Oh, I'm so glad you're bringing this
0: up. You're welcome. Why is this shameless self-promotion? He, he's texting Kobe Bryant, RIP, saying, I got he's you, dead. bro. He's Yes, he died. He's dead. I got you, bro, with a fingers crossed emoji. And then after they win, releases the text. Like, what is this? To me, it's that scummy. Like, what does Grant Bill say?
3: I hate it. It's the stupidest thing ever. I was listening to your show this morning, and I bumped well, around you. listening to a couple of others, and, and people tried to bring it up. They're like, "Well, I don't want to be insensitive. I'll be insensitive." The but show's called the Over the Line, Grant. Do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, we we not bringing Kobe into this. We as a rest of the universe type of thing need to stop invoking him in every weird way possible. And the social media pages for like ESPN and Fox Sports, they they love it. They it's dumb. It Right, and then and then I'll go a step farther, and you know what? Shout out to David Minota. He would probably love this tape. He's wearing, Jason Tatum, who plays for the Celtics, is wearing a Lakers-colored armband in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals that would never stand in the 80s. That would never stand in the 90s. You'd never wear the colors or the... Never stand in the of 2000s! A, a, it would be like a Packers player. It would literally be like a Packers player wearing something a, a with, the, with the Bears. That's not the rivalry. Vikings. That's how long that goes. Oh, my God. Or a Viking. Yeah. And then they're asking about him after the game. Jason Tam's like, well, you know, he was my favorite player. you yeah, no kidding. Right? Everyone your age's favorite player is Kobe Bryant, except for me, by the way. There's never a Kobe <laughs> guy, never a LeBron guy. I like the role players in the league, lunch pail guys. I, I cheered for you know, him. Ur- you're an Ilyasova guy. I get it. I, I like Irsan. It's just, it's so dumb. We need <laughs> to get past the Kobe stuff. I'm glad you brought this up. Well, it's so Super. it's so, so are smarmy.
1: You, are you against them playing under UV lights? in the nba finals <laughs> the, the purple lights for yeah. kobe that was, that was so when was that, time? that was a, that's a Zach
0: yeah, deep that's, cut right there that's a, dude i'm just saying grant deep cut <laughs> i'm just saying grant how how shameless and just smarmy and you it's using so a dead uh, you using a dead man to prop up what you did like it's just it's just kind of gross like i'm like this no i don't I,
3: this is the thing. This is why I don't like Boston. This is why I don't like Boston. Is it's not enough for them to just win, right? Which they did against the Bucks, and they've been doing. Obviously, they've advanced to the finals. It's not enough for them to just win. They need to. They need to make it bigger than that. It's like, well, the basketball gods love us more, and here's why. You know, we deserved this, and here's why. Oh my God, Kobe, he's thinking about me in the afterlife. So We're bizarre. So,
0: so weird uh, to use a tragedy like that to just pump yourself up. Uh, to get likes and clicks,
1: I guess that's the world. Though so. I'd say my biggest, my biggest, uh, kind of disagreement or argument against Jason Tatum is the fact that we had him under three and a half threes. Nobody <laughs> yeah, doesn't care about that. And he hit the over. Yeah, just that's mad that he my the biggest beef with him. He lost a bet on him. Unbelievable. Like if he could have done that game seven or game five, I'd be completely okay with it, and we wouldn't have any issues. But game six was the wrong time. So
0: bizarre. Uh, Grant. So, for me, I'm going to say go Warriors. Who do you got? Uh, Was it Thursday nights? The f- uh, game one in the finals. Who do you got? What do you think?
3: Oh God, I don't know. Part of me. Here's the thing. I, I mean, I don't really really care. Really care. I, yeah. I, I mean, I whatever. I, I want to see the Warriors win because I don't like the Celtics, and yeah. I, I've never really had an issue with the Warriors. I think I'm probably an outlier there. I cheered for them against the Cavs. Like I, I don't know. I don't mind the Warriors. The way they play basketball is good. Everyone cuts and moves. And if more teams played like that, the basketball would be better. The Celtics, I think, are just as good and maybe better. The problem is the Celtics never play up to their level. Like, the Celtics will give you 40 to 44 minutes of really good basketball, but the four minutes where they take an absolute dump, like, that, that costs them games. That's the reason the series went seven against the Heat. The Heat sucks. The Heat aren't any good, and it's a heck of an accomplishment that they made it seven. And then the, the Celtics against the Bucks, much of the same. They didn't have Chris Middleton, and yet Giannis almost took them down single-handedly. So, I, I don't know. I'd probably say the Warriors, I've been shorting the Warriors the last two rounds. I really loved Mavs finals futures because the odds were a long shot, and I didn't think it I was love Luka too. really. Yeah, and I love Luca, and I didn't think the difference between the Warriors and the Mavs and all the other teams is that great, and the odds for the Mavs were great. And then that, I underestimated the Warriors. So I'd probably say Warriors um, for all the reasons we didn't talked about.
0: Yeah, and just the Celtics. I just talked The Celtics them. just irk me. They just bug me, dude.
3: They suck. They suck. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the whole the whole town and all their sports fans think. Their radio sucks, too. One year, they're saying that Bill Belichick should be put in a retirement home. Then the next year, they're saying that, uh, oh, my God, he's the greatest coach ever. He's a genius. It's like, okay, you guys, you do your thing. Uh, can I, really quick, did you see Top Gun? Do you see it?
0: I have not, but I'm going to. Pete from Monona called in and said he gave it a five out of five, and he's a very harsh movie critic. Five out of five. Uh, two thumbs up. Um, I've heard many times from you, six-minute standing ovation. Everyone I've heard... Uh, that have seen it said it's the best like blockbuster in the last decade have you seen it
3: yeah on saturday i watched the original with my parents in the afternoon and then we went to uh we went to okay real quick was that the first time was was that the first
0: time you saw the original
3: yeah yeah what what, did you think of the original i i love 80s movies they just don't really play by any rules they're Mm -hmm. just they're so they're so easygoing and fun um it was it was good I didn't really expect what happened to Goose. That kind of caught me off guard. I was like, "Oh, so the movie's getting serious here." Oh yeah, um, oh, yeah. that was kind of sad. And, and
0: then Maverick was out of uh, a, a grading scale of ten. You can use decimal points.
3: I mean, I don't like going to see movies, and I enjoyed it. I was, I was, I was hunched over. I was getting sucked into the drama. I'd give it a nine or ten out of ten. I thought yeah. it was awesome. Woo. Super fun movie.
0: I can't wait to see it. Great Grant. film. Miles Teller, see the Northman, by the way,
3: too. was excellent. Miles Teller might be surpassing Aaron Rodgers in their rivalry to one day lock down Shailene Woodley for good because Miles <laughs> Teller was awesome and his mustache, is kick ass.
1: Isn't oh. he already
3: married? Yeah, uh, you know, what Shailene, you know Shailene like for a C list celebrity? Is she, is, is she, I do That's a good question.
0: Miles Teller's wife is what is she? I don't even know her name. Kaylee Sperry. Who the hell's is that?
3: No, I have some research to do.
0: She might be a D-list celebrity. Grant Bills, you're an (laughs) A-lister, baby. We love you. What's coming up tonight, 4 to 6?
3: A lot about the Brewers yesterday. I can't wait to talk about Aaron Ashby. That's something we didn't even get to this morning that was so fun to watch and listen to as I drove home last night as all of these stations are Brewers Radio Network stations. So that was fun. Going to talk about that, the pitching staff, and maybe preview the NBA Finals just a little bit. I'm going to read the room and and see how much people want to hear about that. That's what we're going to do. was today,
0: NBA Lounge? Or is that Wednesday? No, that'll
3: be Thursday. Oh, Thursday. I am, by the way, I am on vacation on Friday. Yes. Uh, so maybe Evo will have to have a little chat to be replayed on Friday. You oh. know, maybe if you see Top Gun this week. So let me know. Grant, we love you, buddy. Have an excellent day, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye, my friend. Look at that. Grant Bills, Wisco Sports Show.
0: Joshua Ronald Hater. This dude is nuts. So, Craig Council, how surprised were both of you guys that... A, I mean, we'll start right away, that Josh Hader was able to pitch twice in one day
2: yesterday. Rowdy, we'll start with you. He already got warmed up. You might as well use him twice. <laughs> that's I'm true. serious. I know. I know you are. But, like, it just sounds funny to say because, I mean, we've seen it before where Craig Council warms him up and then doesn't even use him even in a safe situation
1: in the past. I mean, that's very few and far between. But normally, if you're going to get a guy loose, why would you, if you've already, he's already gotten loose earlier in the day. Not that he's he can't uh, what tighten up again or whatever, but the fact that you already got him up once, you might as well get him up twice and try and get uh, two saves with and in one. Day. How many pitches did he have in that first game? It was very minimal, wasn't it? Josh
2: Hader in the first game had sixteen pitches. Okay, eleven of I mean, those were eleven of those were
0: strikes. It's not that
2: I thought it was less than that.
0: But. And then in the second game,
1: Joshua Ronald Hader had thirteen pitches so he threw less than 30 in in both outings combined
0: yeah yeah josh Hader, absolutely insane man he is um wow his uh, at one point on pace for eight over 80 saves (laughs) is he still on pace for over k rods i know he took a because he was gone for a bit with an emergency i would say no but josh Hader, uh he's on pace for 58 point whatever uh, unbelievable man this is from the elias sports bureau multiple saves by a brewers pitcher on the same day Raleigh Fingers did it in 81. Pete Ladd in 83. Fingers again in 84. Mark Clear in 86. Fetters in 97. Degene in 2003. Jim Henderson in 2013. And then Joshua Ronald Hader. Current bullpen coach right there. We were going off of, uh, I know Nellie and RJ off air we're doing a little bit of uh, closers gone by for the Milwaukee Brewers.
2: Yes? Jim Henderson's middle name is Duffy. <laughs> James Duffy Henderson. That's a power middle name right there. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather have Duffy or Ronald as your middle name? Duffy. That's, that's Definitely <laughs> Duffy. Right and um, I'd go by Duffy then.
0: <laughs> you guys were talking about John Axford before. I'm trying to think of uh, the closers gone, but obviously this is, I mean, am I wrong in saying this, the best closer we've ever had for the Milwaukee
2: Brewers? Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, well, it beca- well, de- depends. What do you consider it? Are you going to say if he threw or pitched in one game, and he's a Milwaukee Brewer or, like, a legit <laughs> career. Because Trevor Hoffman's arguably yeah. the second best closer of all time. How about for the Brewers? Brewer, yeah. yeah, how about... I'm not but talking about the
2: organization. I'm not talking about the majors. I'm yeah. talking about for the Milwaukee Brewers. For the organization. Even though, I mean,
1: when he was here, you're I mean, right. Trevor Hoffman Tra- had one Trevor good Hoffman year. did Because awesome. I would say... He had one if, good year for the Brewers. If Josh Hader's career ended this season, obviously you would say that he would probably be, like, probably fourth on the Brewers list for guys that had pitched yeah. for the Milwaukee Brewers because obviously you're going to have to put him behind Raleigh Fingers. He's an Hall of Famer. Now, Raleigh Fingers was hardly ever there, though. That's yeah. the thing. He was there for only, what, two years? Jeez. Then you had – you also can't forget Trevor Hoffman. Again, he was only with the Brewers for two years. And then K-Rod, who wasn't even a closer full-time for the Brewers, but in his past lives with the Angels and the, the Mets – Definitely an extremely good closer as well, but his career doesn't end, and he's the longest tenured Milwaukee Brewer when it's all said and done, so I would say yes, he's the best closer they've ever seen. Mm-hmm. By the way, underrated closer that they had, Coco Cadero. Coco yeah. Cadero. <laughs> Actually a pretty good closer. Oh, absolutely.
2: So let's I loved when here. they threw Brooks Kieschnick in as a closer <laughs> every now and then. <laughs> Uh,
0: Josh Hader is sitting at God. How many saves does he have now? 114 saves for the Brewers. He got Pleissack 133, and then we were talking a little bit. John Axford 106. The Axman. Now, if you want to go best facial hair, I think John Rally, Axford. Raleigh fingers. Raleigh fingers and John Axford. John Axford have a nice little battle together.
2: Oh no, I'm going with the curly cue mustache all day every day, man.
0: That mustache on Axford is pretty nice. but will be uh, um rally fingers where it's at. But you look at uh, the relievers gone by and the arms that the Milwaukee Brewers have. And how about not just Josh Hader, Devin Williams uh, getting it done, too. He was walking a little tightrope. Uh, what was that? Was that the first game when the bases were loaded and he had to work his way out
1: of it? Devin Williams. I'm trying to remember uh, my games yesterday. Well, Devin Williams just has to learn he, one thing. It's literally just get ahead of batters and throw strikes. When he struggles is when he walks people, yeah. like every single pitcher that's ever pitched before.
0: Yeah, Devin, yeah, that was the first game he was in, uh, in the 7-6 to six victory, bases were loaded. Devin Williams was uh, walking a little tightrope and was able to get it done for Josh Hader's seventeen save. And then in the second game, in the 3-1 to one victory, that's when uh, it went from Ashby Boxberger right to Josh Hader. But how about Boxberger? I know, RJ, you were feeling a little... Pressure there with uh, Craig Council
2: making some pulling well, some strings. And... It was, it was with Ashby there. And right before they pulled him, uh, you have two guys on the other, the guy at the plate is clearly squaring up to bunt, and you have a shift on. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs>
0: what are you doing?
2: Yeah, like that makes no sense. I don't even know what he's doing. It's not even like, oh my gosh, it's a surprise, but boof. He went up and squared up to bunt before the first pitch. Wasn't even a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> but yet, uh, what were we talking about it a, a couple weeks ago? Who were they playing where um, the the other team was just bunting singles for like an inning?
1: Oh, I think that was the, was that the Nationals?
2: It, I think it was. It was uh,
1: whoever has uh, Strange Gordon on their team now. Yeah, I think it is the Nationals. Yeah.
2: But, I mean, it, that's one of those things too. It's like they found something. That the Brewers do, and they could, and those were even surprise bunts. So it's not like they were squaring up, being like, "Hey, everybody, here it is!" (laughs) Like, (laughs) here here we go. They were they had a shift on for two batters in a row, and they got the Nationals got two guys on on bunt singles. It's another one. You have a shift on when a guy's squaring up to bunt. What are you doing? You're lucky Boxberger came in and was like, hey, guys, I got this. Hey, I'm Don't good. worry. I'm good. You effed it up. Yeah. I'm going to fix it.
1: Well, that was the nice thing, too, is that he was able to go two innings. Yeah. Because one, he got two big double play balls. Yep. But two, the fact that he could bridge them two innings when you probably had a, a good idea that Devin Hader wasn't or Devin Hader, Devin Williams <laughs> wasn't going to be used and then you still had hater lurking in the ninth. the hell of a love child, child devin hater yeah could you imagine if you threw the the fastball like uh josh Hader with the arm angle so that the slider was that good the but then bender. had the airbender change up um modern medical I,
0: advances we should be able to br- do i would that. say that they would
1: be <laughs> they would be idiots for making him the closer i would say that is a starting pitcher yeah that's
2: that's a guy who might end up Having like a low pitch count and be able to do the complete in
0: twenty twenty two, anyone can have a kid. So let's get let's get Devin Williams and Josh Hader's DNA sequence together and
1: and we figure out. Let's do it. That well, (laughs) Devin Hader would have been available for the postseason because (laughs) when he punched with his right hand,
0: yeah, he could just go left.
1: Yeah, put it put the cast over his mitt. What would his old tweets be like? (laughs) <laughs> Probably also rap lyrics. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> and then just take his Twitter account. And I'm like, yeah,
2: fine. Yeah, now we're good.
0: Uh, Josh Hader, though. Um, well, Devin Williams coming in was uh, not Brad Boxburg nice in the second game. Devin Williams nice in the first game. Hader nice in both games. Uh, Hader now nice. looking at this. I know Rowdy had some good stats last week. Uh, was that courtesy of Adam McKelvey? Rowdy, who was it? Last Mike, week? Vassallo. Yeah, Mike Vassallo. Mike at
1: the Brewers. PR and communication director. He's
0: back at it again uh, after the game yesterday. 18 games, 18 saves. He's back
2: at it again.
0: 18 games, 18 saves, 16.2 innings pitched, no runs. And opponents are 4 for 55 with 6 walks and 26 strikeouts. Josh Hader this season, absolutely incredible. He, so, he has yeah. a career whip
2: of .84 right now.
0: I'm telling you, they <laughs> need to lock
1: him up through age 35. Oh, absolutely. I, there's no one else on this team worth locking up in the next year or two, other than Josh Hader. He
2: has he has one more year of arbitration, right? Correct. Yeah. And they'll be commanding, like, I, I think this kind of arbitration, if these this kind of stuff keeps up for the entire year, don't expect it to, but, you
1: know, that turns into just pay the man. And Josh Hader, if you look at it, since pay he's him. basically pay surfaced him. in the big leagues, he'll have, like, two to five bad appearances a season. But he'll appear in 60-plus games every single year. And you know the other 60 that he gets in? If he if he's going to look, we'll say, bad for his standards in five of them? Yeah. That's 60 where he just shuts the door and there's no chance. Close, Close it.
0: In. That's nuts. Close well, that,
1: in my opinion, when you look at the, the roster moving forward, you have to sign him to a long-term deal. And I think the other guy out of the, the pitching rotation that's probably going to be the guy that gets signed long term, it's probably Corbin Burns. Little bit uh, younger, yeah. little bit younger than Woody, shown that he's got a higher ceiling than everyone else. One a Cy Young. young. <laughs> it's hard to just yeah, let that, a guy like that's that go. The big one. Now Day he doesn't hair. come due for another two years.
0: Yeah. Uh, we have a tweet here from our guy J Ed Krebs. What's up, Jordan? Good morning. He says I think this five year window of hater already secured him as a Hall of Famer, the best reliever since Mariano Rivera. He's doing pretty good. Not going to lie. But I thought of Rivera yesterday after that second game. I was like, I was like, do I dare say this on the air tomorrow? I'm like, I'm not ready for that. Yeah. But I am ready to start saying like this dude has got it.
1: I don't know if anybody will ever come close to what Mariano Rivera did. And he, this is the reason why. Well, one, he's the all he's the all time saves leader. Lose Two, how about the fact that he did it with literally one pitch? <laughs> Yeah. Like I get I get it like Josh Hader's really good he's really dominant but he's got a fastball and a slider that's why he went to the bullpen and isn't a starting pitcher the changeup never really developed Yeah Mariano Rivera literally threw a cutter almost every <laughs> single pitch
0: <laughs> and nobody could hit it It was untouchable Like I
1: I know in video games you were able to throw a four seamer and a cutter and I think he had a couple other pitches but let's be real the real Mariano Rivera literally threw a cutter
2: He's like good yeah. luck hitting this and Josh Hader just needs five hundred thirty-eight you know more saves to catch Freddie
1: Peralta's. Like, hey, when he was a in his first year as a rookie, when he first surfaced, he threw eighty percent fastballs, and then it was like, I think it was like eighteen percent curveball and two percent changeups. Yeah, I'd love to see the pitch breakdown for Mariano Rivera in his career because it'd be like ninety-eight percent cutter,
0: <laughs> cutter. So uh, let's see here. Other, and we were talking a little off here about closers gone by and Rowdy kind of brought up another name. Trevor Hoffman. There was a guy the Bruce had. It was awesome. Um,
1: but he was awesome for one season. Yeah, and he was, the was there second, for two he for the and he was awesome for one. Raleigh Fingers, did you say he was, I, I want to say he was only there for, Four years. Four years. Yeah, he wasn't there very long either, and it was the end yeah. of his career. Yep. 82
2: yeah. through 85.
1: And then K-Rod came in, and at the time, they already had pretty decent closers when K-Rod was there. He didn't specifically fill the closer role, yeah. but K-Rod was an ex- an extremely good closer earlier in his career 95 with cents. the Angels and the Mets. And when cents. he was
0: doing it for the Brewers, he had about 500 cactus pins in his foot. You guys remember that? Yeah. He stepped on a cactus. I mean,
2: say, hey, you can't always see those little cactuses.
0: No. But yes,
1: if Josh Hader ends up pitching this season, next season, and then they extend him, it would be no doubt he would be the best Milwaukee Brewers closer stats-wise and just tenure-wise.
0: Uh, so what did you guys think um, when Derek Turnbull first came on the scene? Were you like, this guy is the
2: truth? Or was it like, oh, God. I thought he got punched in the face with how... Troll.
1: He like looks like a troll. How in his nose was? <laughs> troll troll <face. Yeah. laughs> thing. The two takes were man this guy throws hard and man this guy's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like is that, is that a
0: bobblehead night or a troll night? Remember the trolls with the goofy hair when we were kids? Oh uh, let's see who else. I'm trying to think
2: of uh Corey Canable. Corey Canable, Danny Cold.
1: How about uh, Eric Gagne? Oh, Eric yeah. me. yeah. <laughs> yeah Talking Eric. about good closers gone by. Uh, steroids helped a little bit they there did. too. We found that one
0: out. Jer- Jeremy Jeffress, he was a closer for a quick second, wasn't he? For yeah. a little bit, yeah. he was
1: kind of like a. He was there for a blink in the eye. Yeah, mostly a setup man as a Brewer.
0: Yeah, uh, we did Axeman a little bit. I'm, I'm telling you, I love me some Axford.
1: Francisco Cordero, very underrated closer.
2: Yeah. Oh, Bob Wickman was a closer for for a hot minute. <laughs> he's a hot. He's got. Let's see here. Ninety five or
0: Wickman seventy nine saves. Yeah, for Wickman right there. Mike Fetters. Let's see. Uh, Doug Henry got a couple on this list. But yeah, Josh Hader. I mean, my God, this dude is is nuts of what he's uh, been able to accomplish. And we're just glad that we have. We got to talk the arms of the Milwaukee Brewers coming up here because it is a thing of beauty. I got some crazy stats. Crazy stats man. Could you imagine the Brewers had a guy like Josh Hader that tracked, like, Mariano Rivera as a career? Brewers would be winning World Series, then, don't you think? That'd be
2: nice, but, I mean, and... Or you just would see, see a but lot But, like, of them. if the Brewers kind of do start signing pitchers, they've shown they can cobble a, a team capable enough of being good defensively and okay at the plate to get them to the playoffs. And if you have like a playoffs caliber pitching staff, that could take you a, a, a little bit of a ways.
1: I just want to put this out there just because I brought him up multiple times. But uh, Francisco Cordero aka Coco Cordero, Coco. who only pitched for the Brewers for a year and a half, had 60 saves. Mm. And was an all-star. <laughs> Crazy. Sounds kind of good. That's pretty good. Fly the L. Lose
0: Cubs lose. Or how about another one that goes uh, by a little jingle like this?
1: Singing, no, Cubs, no no, Cubs, no. Hey, Chicago, what are you saying? The L is flying high today.
0: There is nothing that brings me more joy than seeing the L fly high, especially at Wrigley Field, and then you add on not once but twice yesterday. Yes. No, Cubs, no. Lose, Cubs, lose. Fly the L, you turds. Rowdy, it feels good. And you brought up this stat. Yeah, I'll bring it up again. The Brewers' 32-18 and 18 record is the best 50-game start to the season in franchise history.
1: Yeah, and they have the opportunity to Woo! add on to it tonight against the Cubs and finish 33-18, and 18, which would just continue... <laughs> The The Milwaukee Brewers are having an extremely good season, and when you look around the entire roster, you would say this team has not been healthy one time together at all. I mean, you started the season with Luis Arias. You're starting third baseman, which, by the way, remember how one of my big question marks coming in the season was, can Luis Arias duplicate what he did last year? Last year, he batted 249, hit 23 home runs, and I believe had... 75 ish RBIs. Mm-hmm. You go and look to what he's doing so far through that first month. Again, like you said, he missed the first month of the season, but he's been back here for the second month. If you extrapolate out what he's been doing, he's actually uh, ahead of his home run pace, he's ahead of his walk pace, but he's slightly behind on RBI pace. Basically, when you look at it, he's pretty much so far through the first month of playing, duplicating what he did for six months last year. So that's a good sign. But yes, he missed a month. You're starting shortstop and Willie Adamas, who was arguably your best player last year. Offensively, he's down with with an ankle injury expecting to hopefully get him back for the weekend series. Yep. Your second baseman in Colton Wong has been God awful. What's going on with him? Not only has he been God awful fielding the baseball after being a gold glove award winner, but he's also been very below average, especially for his standards, hitting the baseball. Then you have first base and then your outfield. Yelich has been overall disappointing. Lorenzo Cain has been very disappointing. Hunter Renfro's having an extremely good year, but he's been on the shelf. Yeah, he's the shelf. Due to a hamstring injury. You had Andrew McCutcheon on the shelf for two plus weeks due to COVID. And then you have Tyrone Taylor who's having yet another solid season.
0: And then there's this roadie. And something we wanted to get to. And despite all that, the Well Brewers, even the cat
1: your catcher position, yeah. I know a yeah, lot dude of people. Got popped the yeah, you had Pedro Severino popped with PEDs, PEDs literally the day before the season started. They had to go get Carantini. And he's been okay. I can't say I've expected a lot more from him. And Narvaez hasn't been an all star. Narvaez was an all star last year, but that was the only time in his career. He's still been he's still been decent. Yeah.
0: And then, Rowdy, there's like one um, player that pays, gets paid a lot of money that do not really do too much. In fact, he only played one of the games yesterday, set out the second game. Christian Yelich. Christian Yelich is betting two twenty nine, <clears throat> And he's got a noodle in an arm for an arm back there. Uh, Rowdy, we were doing a little compare and contrast. Something that you've been on for a while, and when he uh, finally got called up again, he's uh, already been producing. That would be one Keston Hira. Kest Daddy always have been a fan of this guy. Rowdy's been on him like right when the Brewers drafted him. Rowdy, you were doing a little compare and contrast. Keston Hira, who hit a dinger, by the way, game one against the uh, Chicago Cubs yesterday. Compare and contrast Christian Yelich versus Keston Hira. Well,
1: when you look when you look at this current Milwaukee Brewers roster, as long as Luis Arias continues to play like he has the first month and the like six months last year, plus player, your shortstop once you get Willie Adamas back, plus player. You look at second base. If Colton Wong goes back to Colton Wong standards, you know, roughly a two sixty hitter, decent on base percentage and really good defense plus player. Then you look at the catching position. You would say between Caratini and Narvaez, they've been neutral. They've been okay. (laughs) Other than that, where are you looking to upgrade Renfro's arguably through the first two months of the season, even with being out going on a week plus, He's having one of his best starts to a season. Mm-hmm. Tyrone Taylor is once again being very consistent Crushing. and a very solid clutch player. Crushing. Lorenzo Cain, we all know, is over the hill, but he flashed a couple of games over the long weekend. And then Christian Yelich has overwhelmingly been disappointing. McCutcheon, he's been so-so. I'm not super impressed with him. Better than I'm not yelling. complaining about him. He's just been okay. Yeah, he's
0: just a solid guy. When you look at
1: what parts offensively are you going to upgrade, I think there's only really three positions that you need to look at. It's well, outfield, two, first base, three, and catcher. I don't think you're going to upgrade first base, and I don't think you're going to upgrade catcher. But when you look at how can you upgrade first base from within. You have to kind of look at the Keston here versus Rowdy Telez, right? Yeah. I think you would say defensively, I don't think there's a doubt Rowdy Teles is better than Keston here. I think everybody would say that. Rowdy I don't T- think,
0: I mean, taller so you can.
1: I don't think Rowdy, I don't think anybody would try and argue that Keston here is better at defense than Rowdy Teles. No. But when you look at it offensively, they've been playing a lot of. Keston Hira versus left-handers because he's a right-handed bat, and they've been playing a lot of Rowdy toles versus uh, right-handers because he's a left-handed bat. Now, that's kind of like the old righty versus a lefty, lefty versus a righty kind of thinking. Now, obviously, there was times back in the day where a lot of people have splits. You're better against the opposing hand. Yeah, yeah. Okay, get that. Rowdy Teles has overall been playing more, correct? Obviously, we've seen him more. He was really hot at the start of the season. I now mean, he if had you, nine RBIs one game. If you dig Brody, Brody, into the numbers, Brody. though, you have Keston Hira. Here, I'll read a tweet for you. Please, please read this. Keston game. Hira has been hitting the baseball at a decent clip this, this season. I know he's been recalled and Let's see. The thing is, he hasn't been playing nearly as much he's as Rowdy s- Teles. But the sixty-two at bats. Keston Hira has a 274 uh, runs created plus versus right-handed pitching. The next best brewer has a 132 Damn. with uh, runs created plus versus right-handed pitching. Keston has been on the starting lineup for only now. This was a, a tweet from over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, Five out of 25 games where right-handed pitcher has started this season. And then the last sentence in this tweet Inexcusable from council. Oh, now, coming at Gregory. Now your average runs created plus here would be around a hundred. So they're saying Keston Heroes is currently 274. That's almost three wow. times wow. the average against the right-handed pitcher when it comes to runs created. The next, best, the next best Brewer is a 132 for runs created plus. Now, if you just look at both Rowdy Telez and Kessen here's stats versus right and left-handed pitching, Rowdy Telez is supposed to be the much better hitter against righties because he's the lefty. Well, against righties, he's batting 256. Mm-hmm. Against lefties, he's batting 182. Nine out of his 10 home runs and 31 out of his 35 RBIs has come against right-handed hitting. Damn. Now he's had almost 170 at-bats. Keston Hira with just 60 at-bats. His breakdowns, he's hitting three fifty-five against right-handed pitching. Five out of his five home runs. And then he has 10 out of his 13 RBIs against right-handed pitching. He's hitting just yeah. He's hitting just 129 against lefties this season. Mm. And he's got more strikeouts. And the at-bats are split right down the middle, too. So, Keston Hira, though, he's only had six, 60 plate appearances this season. Yeah. Normally, you would consider a full season close to 600 at-bats. So, you're telling me if he you're played a full me. season at first base, he would be on pace right now with the current clip he's at to hit 50 home runs? I mean... Is that not the most quiet statistics, Jesus. like, ever? Because when you think of Keston Hira, you're not necessarily thinking of a huge... No. Like, power... Like... Sorry, when you think of Kesson here and what he's done this season, you don't think of a huge power bat. You think of a guy that's struggled, you think of a guy that's been at best a platoon yeah, player. Yeah. But he has been so dominant against right handed pitching. That's insane. It's about time where he starts to command a few more starts against righties, especially because Okay. Well when you're putting up those type of numbers and we're looking for more offense from first base, I know everybody loves Rowdy telez I know that he's Brody, been solid. Brody. But I think against right-handed pitching, when you thoroughly go through the numbers, Rowdy Telez is actually your better option against lefties, and Keston here is actually your better option against righties.
0: Okay, I know this is going to sound crazy, whatever it was, what Yelly, what he he bats left. Um, Rowdy, not Telez, you, Nelly. Would there become a point if Keston here still produces in his few appearances here and there, and Yelly continues to... Go down, and Kesson here didn't he come from the outfield? Like, doesn't doesn't you
1: the, remember when you were growing up and you'd play? Doesn't you he know, come from
0: the outfield though? Like,
1: yeah, but he hasn't played there in many many moons. Would there be
0: a case where Christian Yelich can sit down and and here? Kess, I don't, can I
1: don't. In. You'll never see it. You I, will never I, see. That's it. why I said it
0: was crazy. But
1: but do you remember growing up where you had like that one either one kid at recess or you'd have that one dad that always played all time quarterback? Yes, I think they officially need to make. They officially need to make Keston Hira the all-time DH whenever a right-handed pitcher is is pitching. Now, we already know that uh, they've been playing Andrew McCutcheon at DH mostly the entire season when healthy, Mm -hmm. and we know that he absolutely rakes against left-handed pitching. Why not make him the all-time DH against lefties, Keston Hira the all-time DH against righties? I mean, the numbers just, I basically spell it out for you.
0: Well, I know Craig Council's listening because everyone listens to this show.
1: The only reason why I wouldn't say Keston here to play more at first base is basically just because defensively he's just not yeah, he's very a, good. Yeah, yeah, But I wouldn't I would I wouldn't be against, especially like on a getaway day where it's like you throw out that quadruple A roster, sure. trying a Keston here out in the corner outfield like a left field for a day off for Christian Yelch just to see what would happen. Because again... Came up with UC Irvine as a center fielder before he started having elbow issues.
0: Can't you make the case that Yelich has been having a lot of days off lately? Even though he's been on the starting lineup? Well, I think field?
1: your big thing with Keston Hira would say, oh, what's his arm look like out there because of the elbow injuries? Well, the, but we watched, noodle arm. Exactly. We watched Christian Yellich put everything he has into it just to hit a cutoff, man. Look, this is crazy. Christian Yellich
0: stinks. And the Brewers are off to their best start. Right? In franchise history.
1: Through 50 games. Correct. Unbelievable. Well, the other thing was when everyone's healthy and when I mean everyone, I'm talking Hunter Renfro, Lorenzo Cain, Thomas. Christian Yelich, Andrew McCutcheon and Tyrone Taylor. Tyrone Taylor needs to be starting. Or, yes, There's right, no ifs, ands, yes. or buts anymore. He has been arguably the second best outfielder in that outfield now for a year plus and Just look at it. Avisel Garcia had a career year last year in right field for the Brewers. He was arguably the second best outfielder behind him last season. That was with Lorenzo Cain having a down year and Christian Yelich having arguably his worst year in the big leagues. Now this year, Hunter Renfro won healthy, is arguably having his best career year. And Tyrone Taylor is right behind him. You're not going to, no one can make the argument that both defensively and offensively that Christian Yelich and Lorenzo Cain are better than Tyrone Taylor right now. Mm -hmm. And Andrew McCutcheon hasn't played enough uh, defense in the outfield and doesn't have the same type of range. He used to have to argue him either. He's currently been the second best outfielder on the team the last year and two months. And yet he continuously is used as, I guess you would say the fourth outfielder. Yeah. Got At it. some point you just gotta you just gotta watch the money burn. <laughs> the Dark Knight was on this weekend. Oh yeah, Well, the Joker's like summons inj- or uh yeah, where we got he all the burns all of money burns. It the all? mob money. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta watch that money burn, and I think it's about time to burn Lorenzo Cain's money, and Christian Yelich is
0: You wanna know how I got these scars, Rowdy? I told Christian Yelich to take a hike.
1: Well, if we continue to watch Christian Yelich and Lorenzo Cain play left and center all day, I'll tell you what. It, it wasn't my daddy that was a drinker, it'll be me. <laughs> you want to know how I got these scars?
0: My father was a drinker because he watched Christian Yelich. Just <laughs> <laughs> put a smile on that face. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yelich, god. And then you look at the rotation of the Milwaukee Brewers, look at the rotation right now for them and this is something we'll get into a little later. Uh, the rotation of the Milwaukee Brewers, with the injuries they got going on right now, if you were just to see who they just had, Rowdy, what is it? Uh, it's a Burns, Lauer, Ashby, Hauser, and a, what, a TBD. You get maybe an Ethan Small in there or or something. Burns, Lauer, Ashby, Hauser, and TBD. Is this one of the, despite us not knowing much about, you know, we saw what Ashby did with the 12 strikeouts, and they got a TBD in the back there. Is this one of the better rotations that we've had in quite some time for brewers in, like, well, in our life, in our
1: life. Obviously last year was really good. This year is really good as well. You had, what was it? 2011 where they um, won the division and ended up losing to the Cardinals and David freeze. <laughs> that rotation was really good. But when you think of it, it's not even that close. You had Zach. What was it? Zach Grinky, Yeah. Uh, Giovanni Gallardo. And Sean Markham was the three. Yep. Like, that was a pretty solid three, especially because Sean Markham was was a pretty good pitcher in Toronto and had a really good year for the Brewers. And then, obviously, Zach Grinke was Zach Grinke, and Giovanni Gallardo was steady as all hell for the Brewers for the majority of his career. I would say it's, it's probably, just blindly from what I've watched in the last 20 years, it's arguably... At least one or two.
0: Well, And here, the king on Twitch said, "Why'd you miss fastball, freddy Fastball, Freddie is on the IL. He's going to be on there for a while." I'm talking about the guys who are available. Brandon Woodruff has got an ankle sprain; he's out as well. So, I'm talking about right now of who the Brewers I have on a starting pitching rotation is one of the best. And I think David I mean, Sterns, I can remember
1: David Stearns. I know we were kind of cutting him down offensively because of a couple of the positions where they could definitely use an upgrade. But if you look at what they've done so far through two months versus what they did last year, they're actually averaging nearly a 10th more for runs per Crazy. game better, which they finished in the top half last year, right around the middle mm-hmm. this year. They're currently in the top 10. And again, Adamas has not been healthy. Louis, Luis, Luis Rias has not been healthy. Crazy. Renfro, not healthy. McCutcheon sick. Like they had a sucks. They've had a <laughs> lot. Yeah. The guys that have been healthy, Kane, Yellich, they haven't been good. Wong hasn't been good. Catching has been average. So for all of that, they're still outperforming what they did last year, and they have room to get better. It's just like the team feels good. And last thought on the Ethan Small, you'll probably see that fifth guy be a rotational player coming up and down just because, one, they played a ton of games in a row, and I think they want to protect that arm because he is the top pitching prospect. (laughs)